You're listening to 7-Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. This is Season 3. One moment, it was a beautiful fall day. The next, my two-year-old daughter at the time was trapped inside her house. It was a day that would defy logic and really help define me as a father. Now, if you've been with the show since the very beginning, this story may sound a bit familiar. It was originally titled The Lockout and released as episode 39 of season one of 7MS. And I'll tell you, even as an old school listener, it's worth a second listen. If you're new to this show or just started a couple months ago, you're not going to want to miss what happens in the next seven minutes. Enjoy. That was my daughter on the phone. She's six now, and she had just called me right as I was about to record this story. And we have such a close relationship because we spent so much time together. And what I was referring to to her as the craziest day of my life is what I'm about to tell you. So let me set the stage for what would become the most terrifying moment I ever experienced as a parent. It's about four years ago, and it's a beautiful fall September day. I'm in this condo slash apartment. I'll call it a condo, but it was my first place. It was a rent to own. And I was living there as a single parent. I got to spend the days with my kid because I had a creative job. I could work at night, wonky hours, and then be with her during the day, during the minutiae that a lot of single moms or stay-at-home moms experience. So I really was like a stay-at-home dad. And we would do all kinds of things in this little community that we lived. It wasn't a senior community, but it was an older demographic. And it was gorgeous. We would go to this little pond and throw rocks in there. And she would take rides on her little car. This was her favorite thing to do. She would sit in this car and I would push her around the neighborhood. And all the older people and retirees would wave at her. She was a star of the show. And we would go all around and every two minutes she would stop, get off of her car, pick up some pine cones and some leaves and some dirty rocks and put it in the front compartment of her toy car. And after a couple of months, we had a pile, it was almost like a compost pile of of pine cones and leaves and she would never let me get rid of them. And on this fall day, that is what we were about to do. We were going to go on our daily ride in her car. And she was sitting watching Baby Einstein in the house. I was cleaning up, but I wanted to give her a snack before we went out. And so I knew we had some Cheerios in the house, but I had left her favorite juice bottle in the in my car. But my car was only about 10 to 12 feet in front of the door of my condo. So I literally just had to open the door, walk a few steps, get to the car and get back inside. And so I did. And I left the front door open. And when I got to my car and got the juice container, I turned around. And as I'm turning around, the door slams the front door to my condo. And I thought, oh boy, my daughter must have shut the door. She's so independent. She's awesome. She's starting to do crazy stuff. I better, I better go in there and just tell her how much I love her and her developing autonomy. This is awesome. She's a toddler now. I think she was almost two at the time. And as I go to open the door, uh, the handle's locked. I said, okay, I'm starting to panic a little bit. And I thought, okay, I'm locked out of my house and my two-year-old is inside. And she's looking at me and she smiles. And I said, hey, sweetheart, daddy's outside. I can't get inside. Can you unlock the door? And I realized what I was saying. She, she might be able to shut the door, but she can't unlock it. She's not that coordinated yet. So I quickly run to the back of the 
the condo, and that was the only other entrance in the back, and that door's locked, the sliding glass door. Then I run back out to the front, and I'm starting to panic now. How do I get back into this house? How do I get to my kids? So I start trying to convince her sweetly. I said, hey, sweetie, I'm knocking on the window. Daddy's outside. I'm waving my hands. She starts waving her hands. She thinks it's Simon Says. I said, no, daddy, daddy's out here. Please unlock the door, sweetie. Do you know how to turn the handle? Do you know how to turn the handle? And she's pretending like we're doing a weird dance. And now I'm starting to get a little bit more panicked. And I'm thinking, do I call the police? Are the police going to arrest me for child endangerment? They're going to be like, sir, why is your daughter locked in the house? Where were you? And what if they don't believe me? What if I get arrested? And how do I tell my family and her mom? I start descending into madness and I realize that I'm in a nightmare. I mean, I'm standing outside of this door. I can look through this little window next to the door and it's like I'm watching my own nightmare develop and I can't do anything about it. So I start pounding on the door saying, sweetie, let daddy in, let daddy in. And now she starts testing boundaries. Oh, it's party time inside the house now. She's running around. She's getting handfuls of Cheerios and eating Cheerios. She's jumping off of the couch and then she walks over to the stairs. And she jumps off one stair. And I'm saying, no, baby, no, don't do it. She jumps off two stairs. Then she runs up to three stairs. Listen, I had taken the gate down, okay? I have gates all over the house. On this day, I just took the gate down. Now I'm paying for it. She's up four stairs. And now she's jumping to a point where it's like, I'm I'm afraid she's going to break her legs. And if you can imagine me standing outside of uh, of the condo screaming, baby, no, don't jump. Don't jump, please, no. I can imagine what the neighbors are seeing across the street. I'm going, baby, please don't do this. Don't do this. And at this point, I don't want to scare her, but I don't know what to do. And then things take a turn for the worst. She jumps off the staircase. She doesn't break her legs. In fact, she just kind of ninja rolls and then walks over to a electrical outlet. Now, I got the little plastic things in every single outlet in the condo except this one. And she points her finger. She turns and she looks at me and she starts walking with her finger pointed towards the electrical socket. My daughter is about to electrocute herself to death in front of me. I black out. Next thing I know, I'm running towards the door at full speed with my shoulder and I break down the door off its hinges. I fly into the house. The door falls forward off the hinges. My daughter must have turned around and ran towards the door at this point, finally trying to let me in. And so the door slams against her face. I hit my own kid like a battering ram with a door. We fall in together. I pull her from the wreckage. I'm holding her. I'm cradling her. I'm crying. I'm like, Baby, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. I thought I had killed my kid. She's got a shiner on her face. Tears are falling from her eyes. I realize that I didn't kill her, and I'm just so grateful to hold her. I'm saying, Daddy's here. Daddy's here. And in the midst of this chaos, she reaches up with her hand, and she touches my face, and she says, Love you, Dado. And I just start <laughs> literally sobbing as I'm holding her. And I also start laughing because I'm such a moron. But I knew at this moment that there was something ancient inside of me. And I think inside of all of us, especially those who have kids, that we will do anything and go through any barrier to protect our children.
Seven Minute Stories is created and performed by Aaron Califato. Our senior audio engineer is Ken Went. Our resident artist is Pete Whitehead. Original music by TJ Duke. If you or your company needs help starting a podcast, Aaron and Ken's company, Valley View, does just that. Reach out to them at valleyview.fm. Special thanks to our partners at Evergreen Podcasts, and I'm Corey Burse. Make sure to tune in next week for another story.